Time for Rolling. Welcome to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis, we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Inglis and Krutzloth. It's Time for Rolling coming after you or something? I, I didn't know. Well, I'm sorry you got attacked by a ghost. You ready to do this thing? I think so. Prepare to talk about everything that happened on day four? <clears throat> Day four. Was day four the best day? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Five v five. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't physically prepare myself for what five v five was <laughs> and how awesome it was. I just, I don't know. It was amazing. Can't wait to get into that. Get into maybe championship grand finals <coughs> discussion and uh it's gonna be a good episode overall yeah for sure hey how are you feeling uh you know i'm just uh have a slight viral infection some something pharyngitis nonsense i don't know what's what's the reasoning for you having that uh something to do with uh having a simple cold and not not getting sleep <laughs> huh i don't really know what would cause that maybe the fact that i pulled multiple not all nighters but completely flipped my sleep schedule in one day and for four <laughs> days in a row instead of sleeping from 12 to 7 a.m i was up <laughs> hmm. but i think it was worth it you know I think it was worth it. Oops, it was a good time. Yes, yes, it was. So let's go ahead and talk about our sponsors real quick for this episode. Uh, first of all, I want to talk to you guys about Mobile Esports. Of course, Mobile Esports is a great company that is all about mobile esports, hosting competitive tournaments, community events, all based around mobile gaming. Just like Vanglory says, mobile gamers deserve better. Uh, they are going to be doing more and more Vanglory tournaments. I'm so excited to get more involved with them when it comes to Vanglory and hosting more tournaments. They had their first one, which is the G Fuel Series, uh, in the beginning of December. Uh, right now, if you guys do not know, they are hosting a grand giveaway. They are giving away, uh, you know, for first place. They have an iPad Pro 10.5 slash Razer phone. You choose which one you want. A $100 gift card, G Fuel Tub Shaker and 3-Pack. HyperX Cloud Gaming Headset and a SteelSeries Stratus XL Controller. This is a giant giveaway, and they will be nine, nine runner-up, which people get $10 gift cards and a G Fuel. So uh, if, if you have not yet signed up for that and did all the, did all the possible options to get your uh, submits and make sure you do so. That is on their Twitter, of course. Twitter is in our uh, show notes, so make sure you go visit their page. It is their pinned tweet, so uh, make sure you definitely sign up for that. A lot of great gifts coming out of Mobile Esports. Definitely be looking out for more things with Vanglory in the future. Uh, our other friends is the NACL. Uh, they have Season 5 coming up soon in the new year. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, uh, we New year, let's see, February will be when uh, 5v5 starts, so we'll We'll start the the new season, but if you think you have the team that has what it takes to uh, maybe win the NACL, win some ice for you and you and your teammates, definitely sign up for that. The link is also in the show notes. Uh, and if not, definitely be looking out when we start streaming those matches. It's a lot of fun time watching uh, maybe some up and coming players such as Vision Gaming, who uh, were back to back champions and have won NACL for a while. So you know, I'm kind of glad they're in VGA. We'll get maybe a new team in to start dominating. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check out all things NACL. That is all we have for sponsors and friends for this episode, though. So let's go ahead and get into it.
Hey, what is up, guys? We are back. Endless 55 here. Episode, hmm, let's see, 68, I do believe. Crude Sloth, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Four episodes in four days covering Worlds, so it's, it's quite a bit. Yeah, it's been... Worlds has been a great time for us just to release an insane amount of content. We've just been grinding out as much as we can giving uh, every reaction and comment possible so it's been a fun it's been a fun ride uh we're not gonna stop we're gonna end december strong have a few last guests on for the end of the year to give on their reaction hopefully uh about how 5v5 was maybe it'll just be crew tonight who knows uh either way we will end out the year strong we are so excited for 2018 2018 like i don't know it's gonna be the greatest year it's easily gonna be the greatest year I mean, starting February, it will be absolutely, but January might be a little bit of a lull. It, it is, it, it, January is going to fly by so fast. We're just going to be, because, you know, well, at least for me and you, I'm talking at least content wise, because we're going to be discussing, holy crap, here's, we're going to have so many team changes. We're going to have so many, we're going to have yeah. so much to cover. It's going to fly by and it'll be here before you know it. Uh, me and you, of course, we do need to get some information. Hopefully, we can reach out and find some information about when the season starts. Not necessarily to share with you guys. I'm sorry. Uh, we can't give out secrets, but just kind of figure out what's the plan for this next season. We can start planning for our show. Um, I'd be interested to see what actually does happen. But yeah, uh, day four, Vainglory Worlds. Uh, real quick before I get in the episode, I just want to take time to thank all of the Super Evil Mega Corp dev team, everyone that like accomplished. I'm sorry, guys. As we talked about already, I'm sick, so this is, is going to be a struggle for me talking. But like they accomplished one of the greatest things ever. They had a fantastic worlds i mean it was a success no matter what you say about day one and the debacle of what that was i mean everyone has growing pains you know they have a new new theater over there in singapore so yeah stuff goes crazy but i i would say they took it well i mean day two was a little rough but th day three and four they didn't have really any issues right yeah no they were they they got their stuff fixed and it was pretty uh smooth sailing day three and four I mean, we, we had one issue with a 5v5 match, which we'll talk about that later, and I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. Um, but, yeah, you know, they accomplished this giant four-day tournament. They got probably the biggest viewers they've ever had at one point. I think we had 41,000 maybe on Twitch, plus, like, another eight or something on YouTube. So, like, we were close to 50,000 people watching. I think it got to 46,000 on Twitch. I, yeah. I saw, like, Playoff Beard tweet that. It so, I think, we were, I think we were above 50,000. I mean, I saw uh, some of the most famous, one of the most popular League of Legends caster, 230-some thousand followers, like following along with his Vanglory, kind of saying, I saw him tweet, Vanglory heroes, or the champions, he calls them champions, of course, if you're a League main, uh, they just seem to move slow. <laughs> and everyone else was like, yeah, you just kind of got used to that. And someone's like, well, the map is smaller, so movement speed isn't as important. But, you know, he was just tweeting along saying like, wow, Tribe seems to be just dominating every move they make and it seemed like he enjoyed it uh he definitely is like oh, that's something i need to adventure more into so that's cool you know we saw tsm double lift he was hosting vanguard tournament you know he had other players were hosting it so it was definitely a big event uh overall 3v3 of course is wonderful but just the 5v5 reveal was just yeah that's definitely what like that was the icing on the cake man yeah it was just like so we started out the night for uh, the day four with the third place match. Uh, that was Cloud9 versus Impunity. You know, uh, both teams disappointed with their losses, but winning third place is going to be a good, you know, good, still bragging chunk rights. Of change. Yeah, good chunk of change, bragging rights. Uh, I was expecting Cloud9 to win. Normally, in past history of uh, autumn and all that kind of all, all the past seasons, when they do get down to a third place, Cloud Nine does not try and win. Uh, but this is a little different. This is World's third place, yeah. uh, so you know, good for them. They they basically three zero. We're not going to get into that too much. It was uh, pretty. I wouldn't say easy, but old school played. He played Vox every game. I mean, he had one. Uh, one bad game. He was like 0-6 oh, at one point, but then ended up kind of doing well at the end. Just look at the win. So, you know, he's just, I think they were just ready to, you know, wrap it up, get, you know, go on a little break here and get get ready for the new year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they got a lot of stuff to look forward to and figure out and stuff with uh, 2018 and 5v5. So, uh, you know, congratulations to C9, though, for getting third place. And I guess finishing the year strong, you know, like you said, not as strong as what they wanted to, but third place is nothing to hang their hang their heads on. So yeah, I mean, I would still give them maybe the best team of 2017. 
Um, I don't know. It's hard just because Tribe came out of challengers and they had all these struggles and just for them to win, I, I think Tribe does make a good competition for best team of 2017. But, you know, Tribe didn't necessarily make it to summer uh, or they got, like, you know, knocked out and went to uh, the challengers at one point and they didn't, they didn't perform well at the first challengers. Did they get second or live event? They get second at the next one. So, I mean, second and first, I guess, out of two of the three events is pretty good, but two first and a third, I don't know. It's hard to hard to tell who who wins that award for this year. It it kind of sucks. A part of me wants to see three v three like competitively competitively continue on because like I want to see how tribe does. You know, like in the seasons. Like I don't know if anyone you know missed this, but if you didn't stick around as soon as the match is over, Playoff Beard did announce they had one more announcement, and that was that 2018 competitive will be five v five. It's not going to be three v three. So I mean that tribe team that you saw, it, it's done. I mean, well, they the three might still be there, but you're going to have other added players. So. I mean, that kind of just ended the 3v3. We won't really see competitive 3v3 ever again, as, as far as we know. Um, so, I was, I, you know, a part of me is like, huh, I wonder how next season would go if C9 stayed and Tribe stayed. I would, I would want to, I'm curious to see if Tribe would be as dominant as what they were with the, you know, the live buff, quote unquote. So, yeah, Zio says they, owe, he, you know, they didn't perform very well during the online phases of the tournaments, which that's something that they, have always known and something they struggle with. But, yeah, I mean, their, their new 5v5 team is going to come out. It's going to change all teams. Like, some teams are going to be able to adjust, and it's going to help them. And sometimes it may hurt, and may, they may struggle a little bit for a while until they figure out 5v5. It's all just going to depend on, you know, who adapts quicker. So that's going to be interesting, right. and we're going to have so many uh, good conversations going forward about that. Uh, but... We'll we'll just say five v five talk for the end of the episode. We'll get into all the hype about that. Let's just go ahead and maybe go through some of the some of the games for the worlds. Tribe versus um, Ace Gaming, NA versus EA. It was time to finally kind of settle which region was best. I mean, I was I was happy to see uh, a, a non NA NA final. It was nice to see the two regions battling out. That way we yeah. can officially kind of be like, oh yeah, you know, NA EA is better than NA because of this world. So uh, I I I think a lot of people were correct. This was NA's tournament to lose. I think if Tribe doesn't win, I think Cloud Nine does win. Let's say Cloud Nine plays good and, and you know plays better and beats Tribe. I think I think Cloud Nine moves on to win as well. So I definitely think it was NA's team to win or NA's tournament to win. Yeah, I mean it's. My brain, the stuff that I think I'm saying, it probably is not even close. I'm just, you know, maybe a little, I just woke up from like another five hour nap, question mark. I don't think you call those naps, more of just like your body's shutting down so you have to sleep in order to survive. <laughs> right. And you've just been grinding out on your new desktop because it's the only thing you think about. Finding out all this all this fun stuff, you're just jealous because you don't have your laptop or your new computer, so I kind of feel bad. Yeah, it's whatever. Hopefully that part is going to be arriving to California, and then they'll be shipping it back to me as quick as possible. But probably not. Um, I probably won't get it until the new year. But anyways, uh, I'll just borrow yours while you are at work or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, do you want to go ahead and get into this first game of Tribe versus Ace? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure what to expect going into this uh, with Tribe being as dominant as they have been in Ace Gaming, kind of, you know, struggling a little bit like what we had said with with Pain Gaming back in was that was that quarterfinals? I'm starting to lose track of what day it was and stuff. I think it was quarters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, so I was interested to see. You know, game one, we'll jump right in. Uh, we got Ace Gaming. They pick up Arona, a Samuel, and a Lyra, and then Tribe. They pick up the Alpha, the Sky, and Max Green. Was he Arden? No, Churn Walker. <laughs> no, Churn Walker. Yeah, sorry. Churn Walker. So, uh, interesting comp. I, I know, quick quick fun fact real quick. The first four of these, the first four games, whoever had the Churn Walker won. So, Churn Walker's pretty OP right now. Which was interesting because, I mean, we saw Churn Walker throughout the tournament, but it wasn't like, it's like they were talking about the analyst desk. It's, you know, it's the last series of Worlds and the meta's changed. Like, the meta changed again just from what the teams were trying to get and what they were focusing on. The Sky, the Adagio, very highly contested. Uh, the Lorelei was highly contested. You know, some teams specialized in that. Uh, but it was just, 
<clears throat> I don't know. It was just funny to see everything kind of change that quickly. But uh, the, the main story is that DNZO is on Weapon Power Sky, and I really don't think he would ever lose if he got that hero every game throughout the tournament. I think Tribe would have went undefeated. They would have yeah. never lost. It's just, do you remember the, the team fight where it was just like, T-Tigers died pretty much instantly, so did Max Green. Uh, right before one of them died, I think maybe uh, yeah. the young, young Joe Jew died. So it was like two, two healthy creation and Tasa, Rona and Samuel. They're healthy against one Dienzio, and he just kites around. Let me just, you know, I'm going to take out Tasa first. He's the weaker one. He's the one with more damage. Then I'll just kite around creation, just get 20 breaking point sacks real quick, and just absolutely basically 1v3. It was just stupid. Yeah, it's like creation didn't know what to do. Like he was like, "Okay, can I? Should I go in? Do I go out? Do I retreat?" It and then at, by the time he could figure out what was going on, almost it seemed like he was like dead, you know, because Zio did have those twenty breaking stacks and he was just melting and ripping through their defenses. Yeah. Sky's movement speed plus the breaking point—you can just keep up with someone so fast, you can stick on top of them. And there was just many times that like Youngju would like find Zio and Zio would just start attacking him and keep following and following and following, him, and then he'd have to like portal out of there or do something crazy just to keep himself alive because Dean Zio is doing so much damage. Yeah. But I mean, T yeah, T-Tigers had a great game. Really, I think Turnwalker was the, really the big difference. Some of the trespasses were insane, and uh, but obviously Zio on Weapon Power Sky becomes the main focus throughout the rest of his matchups. Yeah, this one, this matchup, this first game wasn't as dominant as some of the other ones. It was a little bit closer, but uh, tribe do go ahead and win game one and Zio you know he did say if they won game one they would win the entire thing and he was for sure about that 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 happened yeah uh, so game two then uh, going into draft I figured this guy would be banned away or picked up if Ace had the chance they're on side B tribe was on side A uh, I, I think Zio switching over to the weapon power Adagio doesn't really matter much. I think he is just as strong on yeah. that. T Tigers on the Crystal Black Feather did a really nice job poking. Uh, those on points are pretty deadly. And then you have Tasa on the Lorelei, which, you know, that's a pretty strong jungler coming out of him. I'm surprised at how well he actually does do on that. And then uh, Creation on this Vox. You know, I really did think that uh, if if Creation got the Vox, you know, there's two Vox and I would say Vox and uh, Kestrel. You know, he does such a great job on, and I was really, it was yeah. a pretty close game. You know, eleven nine Tribe does win, but it was twenty five minutes, so it was pretty long. It was pretty definitely like we got to make sure whoever team fights last wins. But like you said, that Jordan from Tribe, it, it's got another victory. Yeah, uh, the thing that I just wanted to focus on mostly in this game was, like you said, that Lorelai and how well that Tasa played that Lorelai. He, uh, he gets those. Okay, is it? It's fish food, right? Yeah. The, 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 yeah, dude, he hits those at, like every. He doesn't miss those. Like, no. it's insane. And it is truly fantastic that he can, uh, you know, predict where someone's gonna go, and like even that person thinks they're gonna miss it, and somehow. They're still getting caught by a giant clam yeah. and getting stunned. Like it was, it was some of the best stuns. I, I like that that ability. It's like a pretty high skilled ability when it comes to stuns. It's kind of like Flicker's root, but Flicker's root takes so long. I think I don't I don't know the time is for that root to be activated as long as a stun could be uh, uh, around the same time. But if you're standing on a pool for Lorelei, that stun right. does come up quicker because that's like the the that's how her kit works. But I mean. If you can land a root on Flickr, that's always really satisfying. You're like, ah, you idiot. You walked right into that. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes when you're playing, you just oh, you just make that one wrong step and you happen to walk right into it, even though you knew it was there. Right. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Did I, I was still up for this match because I was slowly dying and I was listening more than I, I couldn't use the energy to keep my head up and watch. I was just really listening. <laughs> it was nice. I was, it was, it shows how awesome the casters are. We had a group of three casters uh, for this, the world championship. We had uh, Dowsy doing uh, most of the color cast along with Excoundrel. And then we had Medic uh, who does a really nice job. Jaws. Jaws. Was it Jaws? Jaws. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jaws. All right, well, whoever the last one was, um, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, surprisingly, does a really, really nice job for being a color or a play-by-play caster when he doesn't cast every, you know, throughout the regular seasons. He definitely does. It's yeah. pretty amazing that those casters can really adapt from game to game and you know do that well. But two zero tribes up. I mean, 
I, you know, you're starting to think, are we going to see a 4-0? I mean, like you said, Tribe hasn't been dominating them, but still, a 2-0 victor, 2-0 right now is, is a pretty big lead. Yeah, 2-0. I'm going in the third game. I'm like, okay, you know, Ace cannot let Tribe get weapon power Adagio, weapon power uh, Sky. Like, there's a lot of things you have to ban out and focus in on, on uh, Zio. And then you can't forget about T-Tigers and his Kashka play where his you know, CP uh, black feather play. Like it, it, it's hard to ban against tribe. And I think that's the downfall. Like, I mean, yeah, they're great mechanically and they play extremely well in the rotations are great. But I mean, when you look at it, some other teams, you know, you can focus on one player and, and kind of really help eliminate any issues, but this team is so hard to ban against. I mean, you know, and then you got Max Green with that churn Walker and Arden and yeah, it's just their, their, their combinations and their, uh, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, going into game three, we see that creation, you know, does pick up that Kestrel, which is what that that Kestrel is so good at taking objectives and just, you know, demolishing turrets and the gold miner. Uh, I think that was the big focus for game three. Yeah, I think creation is his Kestrel is equivalent to DNZO Sky. Pretty much when he right. kind of gets on that, he's just so comfortable with. Uh, you know, just the mechanics of winning to active camo, when to do that, you know, he's just really strong with it. And um, I think Tasa getting the sky wasn't necessarily like a huge win for them. He played at Crystal. It was more of just to keep that weapon power sky away from DNZO. But, you know, when you look at Tribe's, you know, Tribe's comp, I, I, this is when I'm starting to check out of the series, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, CP Blackfeather and, D and weapon power Adagio, you're like, okay, that's, two heroes they just won on uh they're probably gonna do it again yeah. so you definitely saw aces uh, you know being uh level-headed having the right mind going into down 2-0 definitely against a comp from tribe that they just won on to have the confidence that they could go ahead and beat them 27 minute game 10-5 uh tribe unfortunately can't you know can't get this complete sweep so and this is something we've seen from ace if we look back throughout this tournament i feel like Early on, Ace kind of struggles. They start having like, yeah. or not early on. They okay. Well, I guess what Ace has done is they always struggle some point throughout the series. And against Pain and against Impunity, they came out and won right away immediately. And then they kind of started struggling, and the other team adapted. Here, they struggle from the beginning, and like, ah, uh, who was it? Someone, one of the one of the play-by-play -play or ca color casters were maybe the ones that weren't casting at the time was like, you could tell that Ace was really uh, scared and they seemed timid for the first couple of games where they were starting to get more comfortable and like getting a feel of how like NA and how the tribe was playing. And I really think that's yeah. why uh, game three went in their way. They were much more confident on the heroes they had, you know, going into game, uh, game number four, I was definitely expecting Ace to put up just as big of a fight and game number four was a close one. Yeah. Yeah, it ten to ten where the kills. It's, it finished at the twenty minute mark. Um, Tribe does come back and win this one. Come back, uh, that's know, the key. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a comeback. But Zio picks up that Kestrel. Does not want Creation to have that Kestrel. But uh, I think the big thing that you and I, I know you and I had talked about was you know Youngju getting on this Adagio. They had picked it up. I believe or was it their first pickup? I can't remember, but I don't know if you do. Nah, I don't remember. I don't have the exact drafting okay, screenshot. Well, Regardless, we talked about how they picked up that Adagio, you know, because they don't want Zio to get that Adagio. And they also picked up um, Blackfeather, which that kind of... But that was because Tigers picked up an Ozo, so we know Humanist was happy. Yeah, I think the Adagio pickup would have to be one of the first pickups because Adagio isn't yeah. a bad captain, but he's definitely not a top-tier captain. There's so many other captains they would rather play, so they definitely... Flex Youngju into that maybe because Creation doesn't like Weapon Power Dodger, doesn't play him enough to be comfortable to do that. Like we see old school and Zio on, so I think that's where their major downfall was. Uh, Youngju just couldn't do the normal, make the normal plays he does as a captain. Uh, I think Creation hard carried here, you know, uh, well. Okay, not necessarily hard carried, but towards the later game, <laughs> he was doing a lot of damage. Tossed like eight and five. He was one cleaning up a lot of kills yeah. and stuff. Um, but you know, T Tigers five and four early on. Ozo physics, I guess, is claiming that Ozo is the best jungler right now in that meta. So that was interesting to only see Cloud Nine. Obviously, physics is with Cloud Nine, but no one else really pick up on that and try it. T Tigers obviously very smart player, picks up on things like that. But Zio. 
not his most comfortable Kestrel, you know. He would rather be on that Sky or the Adagio, but that's that's away from him along with the Vox. So he went to Kestrel probably just to say, you know what, let's take it away from creation. I think I can play it well enough to win, and hopefully T-Tigers would carry right. me if I struggle. I wanted to see T-Tigers pick up that Eve of Harvest to get some more of that sustain because I know like early, earlier on, uh, I'll say mid-game, he was struggling. To, I mean, he would kind of get deleted out of the fight, and then they'd have to start running. And you know, Vanzio would get a couple glimmer shots down, and then the other, and then Creation would have to kind of turn tail and start running too. So, uh, I mean, he's professional. Obviously, he knows what he's doing way more than me. But I just feel like that Eva Harvest could, for a third item could have helped. And maybe he was building towards that by you know, but the game just never got yeah, to that point. He still had healing flask, so <laughs> yeah, I don't I think know. the game got to that point. I think uh, that'd have been, yeah. I mean. The thing with uh, Ozo is he has that kind of built-in heal, but the poison shift out of creation is probably what made it struggle so much for him, not being able to s- sustain. But, I mean, a three-man acrobounce, man, the, the, the burst from that yeah. is pretty crazy. So uh, they somehow win that game. The Kraken, uh, Kraken late push from them was was the key here. No no backdoor so far from Ace. Uh, we, we saw that being a big thing for them against Impunity. A lot of backdoors. We'll have to see if we have any any insane base races or backdoors for this last last matchup, right? Yeah. Uh, game five, you know, Tribe's looking to shut it out. Ace Gaming, they have to win to stay in it. It's uh, They're down two games at this point. It's looking grim for Ace Gaming. But, uh, you know, Tribe, they picked up a pretty good comp. They got that Lyra, and then they kind of pulled out that surprise at the end there with T-Tigers getting that Reza. No one else is really playing that Reza except for T-Tigers, and he plays it extremely well. Yeah, that's that's the best part about Tribe winning with this comp is they won with a comp that they didn't necessarily try to draft. You know what I'm saying? Like They definitely right. tried to get Sky and Adagio, probably. They tried to focus on an Arden-type uh, or Churnwalker-type captain, and then T-Tigers, you know, Kestrel, or sorry, uh, Kashka and uh, Blackfeather, and we see him on the resin. So it was definitely like all of them just picking up those that one hero that they are good at that they kind of forgot about. Here's what bothers me: is Ace Gaming goes with this Crystal Arden again. Crystal yep. Arden's never won. I don't. Someone was like, someone please explain to me why teams are running this. Like, is there a secret I don't know about? Uh, and and uh, who is Youngju on? Uh, Youngju is on Lorelai. Switch them. Like, you just, let's see, uh, where's that game at? Yeah, you, you almost won. I guess you didn't technically win, but it was really close. You played, uh, Tassa played Lorelai extremely well in game two. So, and then you'd have an yeah, Arden yeah. captain. To me, it makes zero sense. Tassa doesn't do that much damage. Aftershot clockwork, I get you're using vanguards. You have a gauntlet up so many times, but uh, I just... I don't know. Yeah, this I don't think, doesn't make sense. I don't think there's enough utility. I just don't think there's enough utility coming out of that Arden. You know, it's like when we had that that meta where you had all those utility junglers. It's but if you're gonna do that, like just use the glaive, like for the knockbacks and stuff. I I don't know. Like it's, yeah, it's even weird. even Tasa on a, a jungle Lorelei has enough utility and can do damage. Yeah. And then you would just put Youngju on the Arden and actually be a tanky Arden and be able to survive. You know, Tasa goes 0 and 5. He's getting melted. He has double. He has double health. He's trying to just get as much health as possible to help scale with them. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, I, I would like to know behind we, the scenes. We need to. We need to have Soli on. Soli, Soli, and ask him what was going on, you know? That would be a wild interview. I would love to interview Soli. He, like, oh, my God, when they lost and then Tribe came over to shake hands and stuff, he, like, picked up Max Green, hugging him, and he's, like, you know, they just lost, but he's, like, so happy still and just, like, he's such a positive human being, I feel like. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. We we need that in the Vanguard community, so. We're not toxic. What are you talking about? No, I'm not. I'm not saying we are, but it's nice to have that in the community. No, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, tribe, uh, DNZO. I don't know. He. This is what he's been working for. He's been to how many grand finals? He's been in this position. He's. I saw that picture on Twitter. I don't know if you guys did. It was tweeted out saying here. Here was Zio at the Santa Monica whatever place. He couldn't even go in to the place because they had an age limit. Uh, for to getting in, he was just so young, thirteen years old, and he just looked like a little kid. And here he is on stage. Uh, you know, he's still a little kid if you look at you know compared to, uh, you know, I'm not, I guess I can't really say us, but I mean we're still like eight some years older than him. So fifteen years old now, 
he's just insane how far he's come, and he still has probably a long career ahead of him. Yeah, that's the exciting part is with this whole Vanglor is these kids, the younger kids, you know, they, they're not going to be like Flash X and retire. Nah, you don't know that. <laughs> the the age limit for esports, I feel like, is is pretty younger when it comes to the cap of uh, you, you get the next generation in and these little kids are just like so insane at the game. Flash, I, I don't think Flash will retire. Did, did you see him play 5v5? <laughs> well, did you see his tweet? No, I haven't. Oh, uh, he put up a poll at like saying, "Should I retire?" or like something about the f- I I can't remember it now, but it was something about like five e five, and he's like, "Yeah, playing that might keep me out or keep me from retiring." And everyone was like, "Yes, like yes, do it." Let me see. I'm gonna look it up right now. I mean, he's like, "I had so much fun doing it." It was a fun game. I think they had fun watching it. Huh? What do you say? One can't put into words just how good 5v5 is. Seeing it on stream will be absolutely beautiful, but sadly won't even begin to do it justice. Huh. I don't know. I don't see that. I know he had it. I'll have to look. Anyway. Interesting. But yeah, I I don't... It's like, that's going to be just an insane time for us. We're going to see roster pickups, changes, and watching Flash play and and A play. um, They were the first matchup, right? No, no, no. Uh, Rocks and uh, yeah, Renegades were... Renegades. Well, we can actually talk about the PBE matchup first. We would like to. That was actually kind of entertaining. Uh, it was like a bunch of 1v1s scattered across the map. People were dying. We had like 20 kills within the first like 50, uh, you know, first 10 minutes or something. And it was, it was hilarious. I mean, it wasn't like they were playing badly. It was just like... They had really no macro play or, like, really plans. They were just like, let's just keep fighting until one of us eventually wins. Yeah, there was no strategy. It was, was, you know, your typical uh, first-person shooter, how many kills can you get by the end of the game type thing. (laughs) And uh, Eco was, you know, that Celeste just throwing out... uh, uh, um, solar, storms. solar storms yeah thank you solar storms all over the map like some of those steals and stuff and snipes that can happen now on this map with like the dragons and just all sorts of like it's gonna be crazy you're just gonna see solar storms coming in one shot one kills it uh i'm so excited yeah so five five was fantastic guys like there's so much about the map that is gonna is just gonna be super important. One thing they didn't really show too much was the jungle shops, just because it's kind of hard to show uh, in the, probably that spectator client. I didn't really completely notice when someone was shopping. Uh, the river, the river is gonna be a huge part. The river yeah. flows right uh, to the right and to the left uh, in both mid lanes, so like you can go right and left, and you can run with the river. When you run in the river, you get a a speed like it's like you're using boots yeah you're using boots throughout it so that's huge you can put a slow hero like saw in the mid lane and just rotate him down and you just got boots all the way to bottom lane genius part that's genius on Vanglory, just because you know transportation was a big conversation in this 5v5 map and you know what's the best way to do it you just add an element into the map that gives you a speed boost like that's really smart uh i I don't think, and I had never heard them say it, but if you run against it, I don't think you get a slow. I think your speed's normal. That would be kind of crazy if you did get a slow going the opposite way. But I think it's just yeah. a speed boost going opposite ways. Um, I think it is too, to be honest with you. What are their major things? The dragons are amazing. Um, Ghost Wing is going to be the one on the right side of the map that is going to be your team buff that does land at 15 minutes. Uh, Black Claw is your black, the big black dragon that is gonna push down the lane with you, kind of like Kraken style. That's on the left side. That spawns at seven. And here is the first issue I have. And granted, I we've seen how many matches? Three or four? Three. Yeah. Four, three. Did we see? No. Four. Yeah, three. We've seen three. We saw P- PBE, P- Rocks versus yeah. Renegades, and then NA versus. Oh yeah, yeah. NA versus Renegades. <laughs> Yikes. Um. Okay, so three matches. Blackhaw at seven minutes is like super early. Like Blackhaw yeah. was never taken before fifteen minutes, just because people are team fighting. So are not even like, not necessarily team fighting. You're not team fighting to the extent where you are comfortable enough and have enough damage to take Blackhaw. I haven't seen someone attempt it at seven at level seven to see how long it takes, um, because I don't know. That's pretty early to 
not get it stolen away from you? Do you feel comfortable enough? Because normally you really want to get those main objectives when you a just got an ace, or you know where they all are, and you can get an out rotate. You can out rotate them and take it before they can possibly get there. But no, we saw no. Like we saw really what the main theme was people would finally get an ace, and you would like either get Ghostwing and then try to run up and get Black Claw at the same time, or one team would get a Black Claw and then try to split push, and the other team would take that chance to get Ghostwing to get a team buff. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I don't think that Black Claw at seven minutes is going to be an intricate part, and that may change. Like, his health may change or something like that. Yeah, that was definitely the most interesting thing was, you know, we were talking about how are they going to keep... They had talked like the timing of the game. Will it be 40 minutes? Will it be, you know, the 30 minutes? Will it be the 20 minutes? Um, you know, putting those dragons on the map that early. I mean, it, it, like you were talking about, it, we'll have to see how it plays out and stuff since we've only seen three matches. But uh, that, the, uh, um, not Ghostwing, Black Claw can, uh, can do some serious damage going up the lane. I mean, it can knock out some turrets. And that's, that's the big key to keep the, uh, the speed of the game up in my opinion. Yeah, and, and Blackhall will always be mid lane, will always push mid lane, and what we saw mm-hmm. teams doing is strategy already, especially with, you know, NA and the professional teams. Uh, at one point, we saw the classic 1-3-1 one, one push. Black Claw was up the middle, and they were pushing with three of the members. And then Flash and Von C, this is the NA game, uh, they both went to their respective lanes, top and bottom, and started pushing to get more turrets. You know, you kind of force the enemy team to decide, okay, do we really want to protect the mid lane, or do we want to lose maybe just one turret each side and try to focus on taking down Black Claw? It definitely is a big decision. We've seen teams release Black Claw and just go clear vision and get control back and just let Black Claw claw push. I haven't seen how much gold it gives over. Uh, we know Kraken does give over a lot of gold, so it's kind of useless to get a Kraken if you're not going to get a good push out of it. So I'm not sure right. how much of an advantage it would be if you release Black Claw and the other team just kills it before you even get you know one turret down. Um, that's little details I haven't found it figured out. You know how much is each turret actually worth? You know uh, how much would it, how many turrets you have to push with Black Claw in order for it to be worth? So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, so the first game was uh, Rocks versus not Rocks, sorry, EA, which had m- three members of Rocks and then two members from the Japanese team Detonation. Then we saw the the Re- Renegades. Uh, Spaghetti played uh, Varia, which I think she just needs to be banned completely from five v five. I think that's the feel I got. Yeah, she's pretty OP in five v five with her uh, ultimate. I don't even know the name of the ultimate yet. To be honest, I've I've played her like once or twice, but <laughs> the chain uh, lightning, everything, everything is just like grouping yeah. up. The AOE is insane. And then yeah, like you just said, the ultimate. There was one point that there was a two v three. Uh, let's say uh, the EA team had three members and they were they were had the advantage. And then Varia's top lane, like oh, I'll help you guys. And it throws at her all, and it's so hard. Yeah, you know, in three v three, it's pretty easy to dodge. You know, those those strikes coming down. You have a circle, you can dodge them. But when there's four, and you're like team fighting, and there's a lot more chaotic, you you pay less attention to that. You know, Baron from the, one of the guys on uh, the Japanese team, uh, he just like walked right into one and died. You know, Varia got the kill from like across the whole map. And so that's she'll be <laughs> she'll be interesting to see how strong she really is. And there's gonna be a couple heroes we've noticed. That are, are gonna do really well. We saw Baptiste in every game. We saw Catherine in a lot of them. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about the carries. That was one thing we we really noticed right away was the true hyper carry from each team. Yeah. Well, real quick, I want to touch on this though. Like, I don't know if SEMZ like told the players that there are certain heroes that they can't play because obviously it still is an alpha testing. Like, because I wanted to see like Scar for something, but they were kind of doing duo, like, you know, two Baptistes. Uh, what was the other? They did another, like, uh, Celeste, I think, was in two games. Celeste, Vox was in two games. Yeah, um, so I was like, man, like, where's Scarf? Where's, you know, Lyra, some of these other... Yeah, there's a lot. So I'm just kind of curious. I was curious about that to see if, you know, maybe they still have bugs with them because obviously, you know, they said that, you know, they're still doing updates to it. They will be all the way up until February when it, it is completely unveiled. So Yeah, the, the, the tree that gives you the gold, the gold oak or something is really going to be a toad that will change there's 
the fact that they're sitting there telling us that all this artwork is still being updated and finalized and the game looked amazing at this point. So I'm yeah. just like, Oh my God, I cannot wait to see like the little detail. To it. And that's the thing I want to get into. I want to get in that map and zoom in. There are so many structures and, and all these statues throughout the jungle. Like the detail is going to be nuts. Just the aesthetics of the map was amazing. And I got chills. I was just trying to think what, how I wanted to describe it without being, just too dramatic <laughs> but when they were do you remember that time when they were in the lane mid lane fighting and uh they kind of snuck black claw and out of nowhere this dragon just swoops down on top of people in yeah. the mid lane you're like holy where did black claw come from like out of nowhere this giant dragon is there and like the animation swinging its tail and its arms and then just breathing fire oh it's so dramatic but god it was it was awesome so what was your favorite oh, sorry real quick i have a question what was your favorite thing to see like with 5v5 like was it an item was it just the the the, the fighting was it the the map the the dragons like if you had to pick one thing like what so here's here's my main thing that i want to try to express is league of legends is always super entertaining because when you get 5v5 team fights there's so much that is happening so much that is going on and uh there's just you know, one team can be winning a team fight, but it can be reversed. I feel like there's, I feel like team fights can go back and forth so much more in five v five because uh, there's so many more heroes to stack up and scale. You know, there was a couple fights where we saw TSM or NA, uh, you know, winning it, but then the SEA team ended up winning it, like just came back and won that team fight, and they had two members down first. So I think the main thing is that vainglory is trying to create their own game like that is what their goal is they're trying to be unique create one of the best you know 5v5 moba experiences on mobile that being said i'm happy that i look at this game and i see some things from league that i'm like okay this is pretty similar to that situation and it, it you know the artwork and all uh, you know the graphics better than league like i can say that on a mobile device compared to pc so yeah. i just think how the game looks and just uh i i was actually seeing a real moba it wasn't like i was watching it. i was like ooh, i don't like the feel of this you know when you kind of look at arena of valor some of these games can last 11 minutes there's really not much strategy to it i feel like and there was a lot happening in 5v5 that i was paying attention to there was it was just so much more excitement so much more keeping uh, keeping me involved that being said <laughs> i i think i am coming falling back on my original like how i kind of wanted the games to be longer um this tsm versus sea match it was it was pretty long there was a lot of throws a lot of teams thinking they could push to win and then dying and the map is bigger so it kind of takes longer to get back to the other side and sometimes that team has more objectives they'd rather take and then try to push again and so that game did go kind of long, and I'm interested to see. We saw the first two games with SEA versus EA and then the PBE. Those were 20, 25-minute matches. That was pretty good timing. But that super intense back-and-forth SEA-NA game, that was like 35 minutes. And when we start seeing high competition for championships, when teams don't want to make mistakes, they're going to be a little more patient, I, I truly think we're going to have longer matches. All right. Well, I think you pretty much covered every single thing that happened when I asked you to pick one. So good job with that. I know you're no, excited. No, no, no. You asked me to pick what I was most <laughs> excited about. And I'm most excited about right, 5v5 right. team fights and how it looks and feels like a true PC MOBA. See, I thought you were going to, like, you started talking about the NA game, and I was really concerned you were going to take what I was going to talk about, and I was about to be very upset with you. So, so like, is, what is your favorite thing then? just the fact of like, and I don't know if this will happen a lot. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's just like a one-time thing, but the, the, you know, with the teleport uh, boots, you know, in the back doors, I was so into it when Shin and Flash were trying to like back door and they both teleported back, but you know, SEA saw them teleport back and, and like they caught them. Like that's just going to be, that sets, you know, it's not the typical, like what we've seen the back doors where, you know, you try to jump over the wall and stuff like, yeah, those are exciting. And I, I still love those, but I'm, you know, it's like a different, it's a different way to do it. And I'm just, I can't wait to see it. Like, I'm pretty excited for that. That had me really hyped. No, that's going to be, that's true MOBA right there. That's like, oh, you have, yeah. you have a whole minion wave pushing top lane and the enemy team is actually in your bottom, maybe not even looking at the top of their minion map to see that. You take two members and you teleport on top of those minions and you run in. But what we, what we learn, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what changes, that bank crystal is not easy to kill. 
Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, the missiles plus the ruptured things that stun you. They, it was uh, Shinkaigen and Flash. They were on two carries. Mm-hmm. They were on Lance and uh, Jewel. Jewel. They went up and they tried to take it down, and the Vox teleported back home, and they were able to stop it. Like that Vane Crystal was not being destroyed. Full build, uh, Jewel and uh, Lance. And 3v3, oh my gosh, three hits, that crystal's done. There's no way you're stopping it. This is what I kind of like is that it's it's truly going to be the best team has to end the game. And 3v3, it's kind of like, oh, if, you, if your vein crystal's exposed, pretty much you have enough health to just use uh, all your boots and just run past the team and use your reflex blocks and fountain as much as possible just to stay alive. And you could burst that crystal down instantly. And it's it, you, yeah. you pretty much have a win wrapped up. But we saw TSM – or. I said it again, sorry. NA plus Shinkaigen. Uh, we saw them, uh, you know, get down a lot of turrets, a lot of armories, and they had the game in 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 their bag or whatever. And SEA won a couple team fights late, and they're the ones that ended up winning. Yeah, it was back and forth for sure. It was an exciting matchup. I I loved it. I cannot wait. I hope I get a golden ticket. <laughs> it was kind of depressing uh, watching. Um, yeah, watching 5v5 and then trying to go and watch Grand Finals. Not that Grand Finals wasn't hype because the order was 3v3, 5v5, Grand Finals. So that was like, wait a minute, I have to go watch 3v3 again? <laughs> I was waiting for SCMC to come out and be like, all right, plot twist, you get to each add two more players from any other roster that's been knocked out from your region, and you got to do 5v5, and that's what the finals will be on. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Let's do that. So uh, back to my original question about builds and stuff. Um, when we look at the the builds, let's look just look at the North America SEA. Um, you know the the hyper carries. Best Chuck is going to be one of the hyper carries. Uh, he has five items: two shatter glasses, a broken mythic clockwork, Eva harvest. No defense. You know he has a lot of team members to stay to get in the way. You know and be. Uh, that that tanky front line for him on the other side, spaghetti. Same thing, you know. Five on that Celeste, five items. You know, no defense at all. And this is what's interesting. Me and you were cracking up about. Do you remember Shinkai again in uh, Chingy's build? Yeah, yeah, the spell swords. Yeah, Shinkaigen has two spell swords with a crucible, uh, and a, you know his own reflex block, teleport boots, and then Chingy from SEA, three spell swords and a poison chip. Like the 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 mana and the time, how much he can spam his abilities. So that's gonna be interesting to see. You're gonna have some of those again, those utility heroes that do damage, but really their main goal is to spam their impales and uh, knockbacks as much as possible during a team fight. The one thing I was surprised, the yeah, the one thing I was surprised was. We truly did only have one roam. Like, I was mm-hmm. kind of expecting, uh, which this North America game with Shinkagen having his own Crucible was the first time we saw that. We had a couple of war, ho- war horns on each member as well. To that way, to have a speed. War boot. horns? Oh, sorry. I don't. War that's treads. a new item. War treads. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, infusions are still in. Oh, remember uh, another thing that was interesting. Remember when someone captured the weapon power tree and then oh, yeah. his hand, your your like body kind of glows with this bubble, either a crystal or a weapon, and then he died and then it fell and then you can pick that boost up. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yep. Yep. Because I, so one of the players, you know, that happened and I don't think that they knew that because they just walked right past it and didn't pick it up. Yeah, and then later I saw Spaghetti get a kill, and then he has a crystal power carry, and then he walked over and got a weapon power boost. <laughs> and so that'd be interesting. You get a carry down that has a boost, you send your weapon power carry over there to pick it up. Um, yeah. But yeah, those team comps are going to be interesting overall. Again, like I said, if you look at uh, Southeast Asia's comp, they have Uni. Okay, so there's a silence. Uh, you have Catherine, there's a silence. You have. Uh, Baptiste with an echo. That's double fearsome shade. Like team fights. I just feel so bad for casters. Like, what do you do? <laughs> There's so much to happen. Three side, two silences, fearsome shades, all this kind of stuff. And human is just, oh my god, what? A, what he's not gonna be able to. He's not gonna be able to get the words out of his mouth fast enough. Oh He'll god, be... he does though. He's amazing. I don't get it. And that's the thing. So he, he says. uh he just screams, and he's not necessarily screaming what's happening, but it's just so hype when he screams. You're just like, yes, <laughs> I feel this energy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the amount of farm you're going to be able to get is so much more. Let's see, net worth gold, 96000 uh for NA, ninety five for SEA. 
Uh, we got, I mean, you do gotta we gotta remember though you're adding on two other players to for those finals. Oh yeah, I mean, and that was the other thing. You know, Flash X early games throughout the most of the mid mid even mid game, he really stayed in top lane. He didn't really ever rotate yeah. down to help, and he had 219 farm. He was definitely had a lot a lot of damage. Um, so I think that's something that'll be interesting to see what kind of hero you don't really worry about rotating the team fight early on. You just let them keep getting, uh, more and more farm. But yeah, we see the end of this game for NASEA. There's like a total of, you know, two turrets left out of the, um, let's see, what are they? One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah. Like freaking 19, 18 of them or something. There's only like two left. There is so much objective play. It, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I, ugh. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just so excited for it. I want to play it right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, getting a golden ticket is going to be insane. You're going to see people tweeting like, oh, I got a golden ticket. And I'm going to be like, okay, unfollow. Uh, I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to see that. So it's going to be interesting to see what changes though. Like, you know, like the black claws, does he need to be a little weaker? So he does get, released at seven minutes and this you know ghost wing his buff uh, ooh, his buff seems pretty powerful like it seems like when you have his buff you are pretty hard to take down so that'll be interesting to see if 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 once the pros start playing more and more they start um, i'm sure this is what it looked like at the layer everyone that's been working so hard on 5v5 probably were all sitting down with paper and pencil writing everything they noticed that was like because yeah. you know they've had pbe testers of course but we saw that match and how different it is compared to when you throw two pro teams out there that have strategy and uh you know a very very high skill level and they were probably like "Ooh, that that probably won't fly we may have to change that and that's the, that's what's going to be happening throughout the new year i'm sure these teams the professional teams are gonna be getting their own servers and start playing and practicing because if you truly are starting the season off on 5v5 for the new year, these teams can't just, you know, magically start the season without truly practicing. I mean, unless everyone does it, it's fair, fair, fair then, server, right? It's yeah, just, no, yeah. yeah. That is true. I mean, it would suck for the viewers and stuff, I think, because it would be mass chaos the first you're, season. You're going to have, yep, I think we still are. We're going to have those one or two teams that completely dominate, and then you have these other teams that are trying to figure out their roster, trying to figure out how 5v5 works. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I, I just I just could not believe how awesome it looked and how fantastic they did. SEMC wins. Again. That was the tangent I wanted to go on. I already talked to you about it, but you know what? To all you players... I know uh, probably none of my vainglorious listeners are these people, but there's a few people out there that constantly love to like trash SCMC and always talk so much smack about them and always be like, oh, why would you do this? It's the stupidest marketing idea ever. Why would you make this decision? And then they just trash SCMC all the time. And then, oh yeah. my gosh, they see 5v5. Wow, it looks so good. I'm so excited for the future. I'm just like, no, get out of here. You do not belong in this community. When you sit there and trash them over and over, and then you see how hard they worked and they actually are, and the reason why there have been struggles throughout this year is because the amount of work they've been putting on 5v5. You know, it's just, it's, I just feel bad for SMC. It's a never win-win situation, I feel like, for them, just because no matter what they do, oh, we want 5v5, let's give it to them. Oh, but we focus on five v five so much. Other things kind of suffer, and everyone's still mad about it. So yeah, I mean, it's okay to criticize a little bit and you know throw out your ideas, but the way some people go about it is just like ridiculous. And I'm like, dude, you need to back off. Oh, like, especially when they're just now coming back and they're like, wow, they did such a good job. I'm like, yeah, you think they've just been screwing around this past year? Like this has been their main goal. SEMC, I hope, I hope to God they're sort of giant, the, like the biggest party, and they all just like celebrate that and laugh yeah. at everyone and like i if one of their trolls that they know are their troll tweets and like wow vanglory looks so good you just like you just comment vanglory comments back and be like do you know that one time you said that <laughs> now look at you no they'll, they'll just they'll just be like thanks yeah just so, thanks. They'll, they'll be smiling behind the scenes they're like yep all of our haters they see this 5v5 and yeah i just wasn't expecting it like i just truly wasn't expecting it to look that good because I mean, how does I just will never understand how Arena Valor and all these other fake ones, copycats, as Playoff Beard said, 
are will survive when there's such a high competitive game that looks as good as Vainglory. Yeah, it the graphics are amazing. I mean, the, I know the answer. The answer is there's so many more casual members, casual video game players out there in the world that they would rather pick up a freaking Arena of Valor where they can just not have to worry about learning anything and just completely dominate and win in 10 minutes and move on with their life. They, there's no frustration. There's really no... I mean, I'm sure there is some competitive skill, but for the most part, there's no. it doesn't touch Vainglory's competitive skill. Like, there's a reason why right. I, I hate playing Vainglory because I'm so competitive. I don't have time to be good. I'm just like, I can never be good at this game because I can't put in the time to do it. No, we put all of our time into this. If we Maybe we should stop this and try our competitive... Uh, hand, what do you think? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we would do very well, to be honest. Nah, probably not. not on the same team. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why. That's why I am excited because there are people out there that are good at this game and can be competitive. So we get the pleasure of doing our podcast and talking about them. So if Thank you to yep. those people for keeping our podcast going. And I think 2018 is going to be a great year. We're going to have so much stuff to talk about, so much exciting matches and everything. We'll see how things change with the podcast just because who knows how the tournaments will last and how they're going to run it with uh, the 5v5 format. Yeah, we're just uh, 2018. We're looking to grow and just you know be able to provide great content. So I'm super excited for 2018. I do, yeah, I not only that. Not only us growing, obviously, we want to extend to as much people that are interested in the competitive side in esports, specifically Vanglory, not just casual, but uh, uh, to right. see Vanglory and SEMC grow. They they are still so small of a company. You know, once we start getting some of these, I I'm hoping we see some big name people, not only people but companies, be like, holy smokes, this is like the real deal. Yeah, looking at you, Team Liquid. Oh, oh my god. Oh, we could go on forever. I think if SMC <laughs> doesn't casually slide into every professional team's DMs and just link one video and say, "Hey, look at this." <laughs> like, just 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 take a peek. <laughs> like if you have time, maybe look at the new game we just made that's about to take over the world. It it it's it's all right. Nothing special, but just go ahead and take a take a gander. Let me know what you think. <laughs> yeah. What I am truly interested in though, uh, they, they do claim that no matter if you are playing Vanglory right now on any device, whatever device that is, if you can play 3v3, you can play 5v5. And that surprises me. I, it'll be interesting to see uh, if we see any difference on our ends about 5v5 compared to 3v3 and how our devices work. Uh, I already right. need an upgrade for my device now. I mean, not truly, but like I feel like I'm going to be getting to the point where I'm like, I wonder if I had a better device, would this run better? Like 120, like, uh, you know, getting a Razer phone or something crazy like that, like the new iPhone X can run that, can run it. And they're working on making it better. So like once they do that, this game is going to be like running PC level graphics and i i think it already does so that's what's it's crazy. crazy shout out to the evil engine uh and the i don't even know how people create those things it's insane bangalore started yeah, in evil, someone's kitchen evil engine is the real mvp oh yeah the, th the thing that this game started in someone's kitchen where they would throw pizza parties with their spouses and stuff as they were creating a game is pretty wild to see where they are now it's come a long way I think we got a long way to go. Uh, I think we do too, which is exciting. Did we talk about everything we were supposed to? I think so. Tribe one. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I've gotten four hours of sleep. I you've slept a lot more today, so I'm starting to go all starry eyed. Uh, tribe one. Cloud nine got third. Um, you see, Ace getting second, Impunity fourth. So you know that's your top four there. Um, what else happened? The EA lost to SEA, NA played SEA, and SEA won. So SEA is greater than NA right now for 5v5. Um, <laughs> Rene NA is greater than 3v3. Renegades is good. Like, not seeing them in 3v3 was, like, rough because I do – they score – they're scoring, like, 50-some points during regular seasons, and that's insane. So I, I can't wait to see – not only 5v5 for EU and NA that we get to watch, I can't wait to see some of these all-star rosters forming in SEA and uh, EA. And I think the players from those regions are going to start coming out of the woodworks. Like, we're going to start hearing new names. We're like, who is this new legend that's about to be amazing? 
Did you die on me? No, I'm here. Okay, you just didn't respond to what I said. I didn't really know how to respond. All right, cool. Um, I don't think we <laughs> yeah. have anything else then. We've already been talking for an hour, surprisingly. And I like am dying talking because of my throat right now. So this is a little miserable. Um, what is today? Today's Sunday. Well, I'll probably just release this tonight just because uh, you may not see us Tuesday. We may take a little break. Uh, four episodes in four days. I mean, like we love you guys, we really do. Uh, but we may take a slight break. Maybe uh, figure out who we want to come on and talk about worlds uh, for the yeah. end of the week, and then we'll replan the rest of the year and figure out when the holidays hit, when it will be rough for us to get an episode out. But other than that, uh, you'll be hearing from us soon. Always, obviously, keep up with us on Twitter at TFR underscore esports. Uh, we will always be interacting there. We, yeah. Got our Instagram page now. But, I mean, we won't be doing a whole lot unless we have matches on that, really, right? No, I'm, I was planning on posting a picture of you each day. Uh, that's not going to happen. Like, When crude, are we going to start vlogging? Crude's eating cereal. Crude's playing, well, wow, because he's lame. Uh, Crude's... <laughs> When are we going to start vlogging? Like with our phones? Just start vlogging yeah. with our phones and like not get like a GoPro or any like cool cameras? Yeah, no, just our phones. What would we do? Vlog us playing video games? <laughs> Vloggers normally do interesting things throughout their day. <laughs> we can, well, guess what? Vanglory is mobile, so we can play Vanglory anywhere and do interesting stuff oh, with okay. it. It's not so like we're like, tied down to our PC. Ooh, are you, are you on the ooh. marketing team for Vanglory? Because that sounds like you're trying to pitch the game to me. Uh, I mean... If SEMC is looking for someone to be on their marketing team, I can learn real quick. Like I could do that. So I don't know what I'm talking about right now, but I can learn. <laughs> <laughs> no, SEMC, that video, like the official launch of 5A5 video with Playoff Beard talking, you know, don't settle for lesser evil. You know, don't uh, mobile gamers deserve better. You know, puts all the copycats to shame. Like, oh, my gosh, the lines, the sayings, it was all just perfect. I was loving every minute of it. I was like, yes, let's go. Pretty fantastic. I just, oh man, the people that have fell out of Vainglory and have gone away, I am so excited to see them come back. But the people that didn't believe in Vainglory as a real mobile, like a real competitive type esports things, I, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, I'm so gun ho and for it and have so much faith just because I love it and it's like my biggest passion. But I just can't wait until they come crawling back. And I'm talking about a few, <laughs> a few organizations that come crawling back to try to get a spot. So let's look at Immortals, for example. Immortals had Tribe as their roster, correct? Yes. So they have to go and drop them, and uh, they sell them to Tribe. Tribe picks them up, they win Worlds. Immortals has put everything, all of their resources, into their Overwatch uh, Pro League. Everything. They lost their LCS for League of Legends. Not necessarily their decision. That was super disappointing, I know, for... Uh, that that organization, Immortals has a fantastic CEO. He's really, he's a young guy, really smart. Anyways, but you know they step away from Vainglory maybe to put focus more into a game that they think is gonna you know provide more for them. Don't get me wrong, Overwatch League is like the biggest thing right now. You have professional like professional sporting teams getting involved in this along with League of Legends. So I can't wait till that happens for Vainglory and we see these big orgs saying, you know what, this is going to be the next, you know, major title. We need to get involved. And I think the the player the players need to grow. We need to grow players here because we don't have enough players to go around. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Which I think we'll have some we'll we'll definitely have we'll be getting more, especially with the five v five expansion. So Oh yeah, we'll be getting more and more players. As as Fuji said, uh, we're gonna have more new players in 2018 than they have returning, and that's pretty exciting to think about. Uh, hopefully, I, again, I love casual, but hopefully we start seeing more more competitive players become, uh, you know, these unknown people that end up being really really talented once they get that good support behind them. So I'm excited. I will keep talking about how excited I am for the next. Uh, yeah. two hours so it's like we tried to wrap this up 10 minutes ago and he just keeps going on these tangents so. dude there's so much to talk about okay all right let's talk about well, one more thing i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah i wonder when do you think announcements will start coming out for new rosters i mean how much longer until we start seeing since 5v5 is out i'm sure teams are just going to be so excited to tell everyone what their plans are 
I'd say probably after the first of the year. I bet really? you know everyone's gonna come. Oh yeah, because everyone's so. gonna come back. Everyone's gonna come back. I mean, you know, it's gonna take a day or two for people to get back. They're gonna rela- relax this next week here. Then you got Christmas next week, and then you have you know a couple days, and then you have New Year's. So I mean, that's two, three weeks. Like maybe if the new if the holidays weren't here, then that'd be a different story. But with the holidays in, I think it'll be two or three weeks. Probably, probably you know after the first of the New Year, it'll be before people start saying stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll be it'll be interesting to see who leaves teams. Like, I hope we don't see too much of that. Like, I really don't want, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I really don't think it will, but I don't want to see TSM or, you know, Cloud9 or any of those really good rosters split up in order to go form this OP insane roster. I mean, like, I mean, I get teams are going to do what they got to do, but uh, I really just hope we get, you know, kind of the same rosters, just add a few players from some of these other smaller teams that are actually good that just need some better support. And that's what I'm excited for. I really just don't hope we have this one roster that's just like, oh, my God, they're just going to dominate everyone. It's going to be boring for the first season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I bet there's going to be a lot of talk behind the scenes with all these teams leading up till uh, the new year, trying to f- settle everything, figure everything out. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. Can't wait. I hope all you Vainglorious listeners are excited as well. I know Crude and I can't wait to start doing uh, some new stuff for – uh for vainglory and uh on the rise i gotta i gotta remember now there's no more on the fold we're on the rise sovereign's rise basically they called it the rise because you know what vainglory is on its way to the top (laughs) i like that yeah all right endless all right crude we gonna go it's been uh, real been fun hadn't been real fun but you know i just want to do a quick humble brag uh i'm back from endless what we're wrapping this up i know this is my ending statement um <laughs> okay. i'm back from school and i don't work tomorrow so i get to sleep in crude crude what are you doing tomorrow uh i get to go to work yep uh make sure you don't wake me up when you leave at 6 30 in the morning i'll definitely be thinking about you though when i roll out of bed around 11 after i catch up on some sleep i'm ending this call right now all right deuces Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.